When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Look, you sit, you wait on my social schedule, you snooze, you lose. That's what happens. It fills up quick. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney Cronin in for Chris Canty today. I can't help it. These are the ABCs and me, Courtney. You want to hang out with me? You should probably try to plan something in advance as opposed to like two hours before. I think the real issue here is that you were afraid that you were going to have to pay what you were going to have to pay <laughs> to take Canty and his wife out for dinner for the bet that you lost during the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, listen, I I, I even offered to pay for the – we had a couple of cocktails uh, prior to me going out to dinner, and I even offered to uh, you know pay that as sort of interest, future interest earned on the bet, but he turned it down. No, 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 you go do your thing. Anyway, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. I ditched him like the Grizzlies have ditched Dylan Brooks. Oh, my God. It is get out of town without any sort of impunity. And Courtney, the athletic reporting today that the Memphis Grizzlies have told Dylan Brooks, under no circumstances are you going to be back with us next year. That's not just get out. That's we're going to embarrass you on the way out for how you handled yourself over the last few weeks. And I totally get it because Dylan Brooks is not Draymond Green. He he wants to be. He is not even an imitation of Draymond Green when it comes to all the good things that you can do that come with the occasional bad thing of Draymond. No, no, no. It's just bad things with Dylan Brooks. This has happened time and again and again and again and again. And at some point, Chris, you just have to look at yourselves if you're the Memphis Grizzlies and say, we've got a culture problem. It starts and and truly does not end with John Morant, but a big part of it is John Morant and what happened on the court, off the court this season. And he knows he's got to take some ownership and that the writing's on the wall, that if he has another indiscretion, you know, all of the things that we found out happening in Denver and then an incident with a 17-year-old and this litany of other things – that cannot happen anymore. So he's being put on notice by the news that we find out from The Athletic is apparently taking place with Dylan Brooks. The Grizzlies are a very talented team. They were a two-seed for a reason, and they're out of the postseason, a lot of it because they got in their own way. Dylan Brooks may have been at the center of it. He wasn't the only issue, but he was the biggest and most magnified issue this team had to deal with because all offseason long, we're going to be talking about him calling LeBron James washed, more or less, and saying that he doesn't respect anybody until they put 40 points up on him. And look at what happened with what the Lakers did in Game 6. Memphis Grizzlies lost by 40, so there's some poetic justice and irony in all of this, but Dylan Brooks now looking for a new team to be a part of next season because it just, like, he got in his own way and and by all accounts really forced his own way out here, even if that's what he was not intending to do. Dylan Brooks is, to me, the way he handled himself throughout all of this, I poke bears, uh, you can, you got to score 40 on me, uh, so LeBron and his teammates basically go out and torch him. And by the way, torched him in real time. 
of when that, you know, in the, in the, in the biggest crucial moments of all of it. And then you don't show up to talk after you lose three times. And then when you do show up to talk, you blame everybody else but yourself. You're gutless. I mean, that's gutless move by, by Dylan Brooks in every way possible. And this was not just a message. This was get out. Get out. We have no interest in having you around. And good for the Grizzlies because they needed a culture change in the worst way. Now, let's be clear. Just because he's gone doesn't mean the culture has changed. That's step number one. And step number two is John Morant stepping up and doing his part, becoming a leader, maturing, and being somebody that is not just a superstar player, but somebody who is truly a centerpiece of the organization. Canty and I had this discussion yesterday, Courtney. If you're giving me a choice right now, even though both teams lost, I'll take De'Aaron Fox over uh, John Morant at the moment if I'm trying to build around my team. De'Aaron Fox showed that he can not only perform at the biggest stage, even though that team is out of the playoffs and not going into the second round, but playing through injury, not having any sort of off-court distractions, and developing into an all-star that is not just liked by his own fans, he's liked league-wide. And the respect that he garnered, I remember Steph Curry and Draymond Green speaking about De'Aaron Fox following Game 7, and just the praise that they lauded onto this young player who has a long career ahead of him because he's doing things the right way and that's somebody that you can rally around I don't think that anybody outside of Memphis right now is really feeling that same way about John Morant and yeah since he came back from the if you want to call it a suspension leave of absence whatever the official term that Memphis used to to classify why he wasn't there for that seven eight game stretch in March go ahead but I just look at that situation and say he's got a lot of making up to do in terms of the public perception in terms of goodwill and also in terms of play on the court because we know he had the hand injury he did it look like the same player for most of this postseason, but his numbers paled in co- to comparison to where they were earlier in the year, the way that this team got to become a two-seed in the first place. Look, for me, Morant is an incredibly talented guy who should be one of the faces of this league for a long time. This has to be a wake-up call for him. This, this is, it's on you now, okay? We have removed what has been a big problem this year. And and even, remember, at the beginning of the year, they, they were working on trying to re-sign him, Dylan Brooks, to a long-term deal, and they couldn't get, get it worked out. So Brooks did everything you can do wrong when it mattered the most. He couldn't shoot. The Lakers were daring him to shoot. Uh, and he was doing nothing that was helping this team. So he's gone. And now for Ja, what are you, dude? Are, are you going to be? one of the faces of the league for a long, long time? Are you going to be the next uh, guard, so to speak? Or are you just going to be uh, another superstar who doesn't win anything and is just kind of an afterthought? That's on him right now. Yeah, and with... With Dylan Brooks, just real quick on that, I think the one thing that stands out to me about he's the longest tenured player on this roster, this roster lacks veteran leadership. John Morant is going to be 24 years old next season, so it's not like he can 
take that, I don't know, like, I mean, he's still young, but he's a veteran on this team because he got into the league so young. Can you become that veteran poise, though, that other guys are willing to follow behind next year? The jury's out on that because he hasn't been able to show that up until this point. I think there is some credence given to him just because of how young he is, but everything that transpired this year, if it's not a wake-up call to him, to anybody else on this roster – it darn well should be because they can't continue to operate at this rate and not expect big consequences to happen, as in the blow-up of this roster in the not-too-distant future. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Nine seconds on the shot clock. Harden for three. Shot up. It's good. Harden made a triple. The Sixers go up by two. Eight seconds to go. The Sixers have won game one. 119, 115. How about that? We didn't come in the game expecting to lose. You know what I mean? Like, we are here to win. And even after this game, I told the guys, don't get too happy. Like, we even kill. You know what I mean? Like, we're coming here to get game two as well. And so that's the mindset that we have as a unit. Call it whatever you want. That was an amazing win for the 76ers and an absolutely brutal loss for the Celtics. Candy Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Courtney, I mean, I can't get over the fact that they went and won that game. I can't get over how poorly the Celtics played down the stretch of that game uh, to let it get away from just, I mean, the simplest of all turnovers uh, at toward the end, right, to Tyrese Maxey. I mean, and then Harden. Turning back the clock, I I didn't know he was capable of 45. And I don't think it's something that he's consistently going to be able to do. But all they had to do was sneak one out of Boston, and that's exactly what they did without Joel Embiid. Uh, I mean, the the amount of uh, mental boost that they get out of that, I think, is incalculable at this point. There was a moment in the second quarter where James Harden turned the ball over and it's a loose ball that he stops short of trying to chase down. I say that's vintage James Harden. He's not going to sacrifice his (laughs) body in this moment. (laughs) And then Marcus Smart, like a torpedo, just goes diving towards the sideline and into the scorer's table. And I felt like that was going to be the theme of this game that the turnovers, especially the sloppy play from Boston, weren't going to affect them as they got into the second half. But I was wrong. I looked at what Tyrese Maxey and these contributions, that he gets an opportunity every time that the Sixers are at this stage of the playoffs, and he shows up. He did it last year. He's doing it again this year. That's why he's probably getting a max extension in the not-too-distant future. But for James Harden, vintage Houston Rockets version of James Harden to come through and do what he did last night, Chris, dropping 45, tying a playoff career high, and doing it without Joel Embiid, that's not only a confidence boost for this 76ers team, I I honestly feel like that should put the fear of God in the Boston Celtics, considering that should never have been in question for them with what's at stake for the 76ers team trying to get out of the purgatory stage for them, which is the semifinals. Here's Harden last night after the game on the win and looking forward. We didn't come in the game expecting to lose. You know what I mean? Like, we are here to win. And even after this game, I told the guys, don't get too happy. Like, we even kill. You know what I mean? Like, we're coming here to get game two as well. And so that's the mindset that we have as a unit. And, you know, whether whether Joe comes back or not, we'll be ready to go. Obviously, he's huge. I mean, he's everything for this team. But, um, 
you know, we got whoever's on the floor, let's go win the game. And that's what we did tonight. And let's not mistake what this is, okay? This is not anything more than winning one game when they needed to win one game. They're not going to be able to win this series without Joel Embiid on the court consistently. None of us is silly enough to think that that's the case. For the Celtics, though, Courtney, this is I, I, this is a major problem. You're right. This is a major, major problem because you think back to the first half of the year and things were running as smoothly as could be. And it seemed like right after the break, right after Joe Missoula got his uh, contract extension, they just started to kind of fall apart. And I don't know if this is the first time that they are missing Ime Odoka, but it certainly feels like it. This reminds me a lot of what happened in Game 5 and that loss to the Hawks because that whole idea that they play with their food, right? Yeah. That's something that like that they've been classified yeah. as a team that does that. They get in their own way, and then lo and behold, you look at the scoreboard at the end of the game and you realize you lost. And this was a prime opportunity for them to jump out to an early lead in this series, leave nothing in doubt, show Philadelphia what they're missing without the very likely MVP in Joel Embiid, which we should you know find that out tonight. I really worry about this team because there's a number of factors here that we can predict. Robert Williams tends to get injured at this stage of the postseason. I don't wish that on anybody, but it's the same way that I feel about Chris Paul. You're constantly holding your breath to make sure something like that doesn't happen, and when it does, how do you how do you compensate for it? Maybe I'm the only one here. I don't feel like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are on the same page. To me, the chemistry mm. on the floor, the body language, all of it, nothing to me says this is an unstoppable duo who has everything sorted out from why they fell short of this of the championship last year and that none of those problems exist. I don't know who the alpha is on the Boston Celtics, so I'd love for you, if you know, tell me, because I keep trying to find it every single game. Who is that guy? Who's going to be the person that I can rely on if I'm a Celtics fan? Is it Jason Tatum? Sometimes, sometimes not. Is it Jalen Brown? For the most part, but he needs some help there. I just cannot figure out what this team's identity becomes when they get to the postseason, because it feels like they lose a lot of it. What makes this team have the best record in the regular season for a period earlier this year? That's not the same group that we see when they get to the postseason. Well, I, frankly, I mean, it should be Jason Tatum, and I feel like on the court for the most part it is, but it's, you know what you could compare it to? to a, well, it wouldn't, I wouldn't compare it because in this instance there was more of a definitive alpha where you wouldn't think there was one. When KD and Kyrie were in Brooklyn, Kyrie was the alpha. KD didn't want any part of being, like, the leader. He just wanted to go out and play basketball and – you know, pretend to be a leader, but not really actually lead. When I watch these two play now, it does feel like neither one particularly enjoys playing with the other. And I watch a game like last night. How do you come out of that where Jalen Brown only has 10 shots in a game? How does that happen? Because, listen, if you're going to go score 39 on 25 as as uh, as uh, Tatum did, mm-hmm. you... When you have a definitive number two like that, that has to be the guy to go out there and and it's too good of a tandem with Malcolm Brogdon being the third edition that was supposed to fix the point guard problems, which it hasn't. It's too good of a tandem between those two to not put up 65 to 70 a night 
honestly. That that's what it is, and there shouldn't be any discussion about that. Now and, and that's uh, the problem though. Like yeah. when you take a look at like playoff Tatum, people are probably like, Wow, you're an idiot saying that he's not you know, not the alpha on this team. I know that he scored sixty nine points these last two games. My issue with this is what happens when you get game five, that version of Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. I know that he's able to flush that and somehow come back the next game, but is there always going to be that next opportunity? The problem last night for them wasn't on the offensive end. It was on the defensive end. It was Marcus Smart. It was Jalen Brown. And even with Malcolm Brogdon and some of the turnovers, that wasn't on Jason Tatum, but it's not like he was able to compensate for when those issues kept happening and just the carelessness that this team sometimes plays with when it comes to holding onto the ball and not turning it over. I mean, how is it? That, you know, you talk about playing with your food. How is it exactly that you let the Atlanta Hawks take you to six games? I mean, they were, they were markedly better than the Atlanta Hawks. That shouldn't have even been, that should have been five at worst. But it still stretched out that series further than it needed to be. Right now, I have very little confidence in the Boston Celtics. Very little. And the more I look at it, if Embiid is healthy, and that's a big if, the, the smoother the the road looks to the finals for the 76ers, uh, honestly, because the Celtics, whatever edge they had last year that we saw disappear in the finals, they don't have it right now. Hasn't been anywhere near them. They haven't had it for a long time. And I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if he was a, a major factor in the two of those guys getting along. But with Brown talking like he was at the end of the year, doesn't feel to me like this is a group that's on the – same page. Doesn't feel that way at all. The odds changed from a Vegas perspective when Milwaukee bowed out of this thing in five games last week. I know that Boston was at that point rising to the caliber of the favorite to win a championship. It does not feel like it after this thing has reset, after the Suns go down 0-2 in their hole with the Denver Nuggets, the Boston Celtics have lost their first game of their series. There's a real, like, in real time shift of of power going on in the NBA playoffs about who might actually win this thing. Because Boston is not a runaway favorite. I don't think anybody will tell you that until maybe they win the series. But even then, who they'd face off with in the in the conference finals, if it is the Knicks or the Heat, <laughs> you have a hard time telling me that one of those other two teams won't match up better with Boston and be able to kick at their Achilles heel. So, I mean... Shannon, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday we gave the odds on the show of all the favorites, and I think the Celtics were plus 140 to win the whole thing. Am I correct with that? I am correct. Yes, that with is that. correct. Yes, that is correct. Okay, I wouldn't touch that with a 50 foot pole. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Give me some longer odds. I'd be a lot more interested in that. Plus 140, Courtney. How? Like they've dropped back to plus 200, but still, like that. I, I wouldn't, like, I, I just can't fathom it based on what we've seen. I really can't. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is there any reason whatsoever to believe in the Boston Celtics? I got to know from you guys, because I don't I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. In moments, we turn our attention to the NFL in addition to your calls. And the Packers have made a, a an arrangement with Jordan Love that speaks maybe a little bit more to how much they believe in him. 
It's not what you think. We'll explain with one of our NFL insiders next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It was an amazing win for the Sixers last night. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney Cronin in for Canty today. Courtney, let's squeeze in a call on this real quick at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dana up first on ESPN Radio. Dana, what's up, bud? Hey, hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, you, you probably can hear the, the excitement in my voice, man. The day is, is perfect. It's the perfect day for me. I'm a Laker fan. I'm a <laughs> Yankee fan. And I, I don't even really like hockey that much. But I'm just glad to see Boston, anything Boston lose, and they lost. They got knocked out the playoff. They got embarrassed at home by Philly, and that's all I need tonight. If the Lakers win tonight, man, I don't care what else happened this week. Man, it's a beautiful week. I have always felt, I have always felt, Dana, thanks for the call, Courtney, that spite is a very underrated emotion. Very underrated. And, And very underrated motivation. 
Dana could teach a master class in that. He really could. Let's welcome in Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider. She joins us right now just literally minutes after she broke the story that the Jets have turned down the option on Mekhi Becton uh, for his fifth year. And it's particularly interesting that that happens now, Diana. It's Chris and Courtney uh, with you this afternoon. Um, Considering the Jets... Uh, basically got hosed in the first round the other day by the Patriots and weren't able to draft a tackle that you could point to immediately uh, and was going to play. So what's your evaluation here of this happening? Yeah, look, I, I, I do believe that this Jets organization has consistently had really good belief in what Makai Bastian could do for the team. I mean, they, they have always praised his ability, his talent, but obviously the injury concerns have you know, lead the way. How You cannot pick up the option of a player who just hasn't done enough to stay healthy on the field. Um, you know, but spoke, you know, I, I just spoke with some people close to Becton too this afternoon, and, and, you know, he's really been working with trainers to, to, to lose weight. He's down uh, to roughly, you know, 342 pounds, uh, which is down about 50 pounds from where he was at. Um, so I, I asked this person, would you say this is the best shape of his life? He said, oh, definitely. No, there, there's without a doubt, this is the best version. He's still good to be uh, you know, a starter on this team and, and, and a contributor. Um, but I think the Jets are, are, are playing smart business here. So, Diana, what do they do? I know that they ended up getting two offensive linemen, Joe Tittman, Carter Warren, second and fourth round, but this is an offensive line that went from a problem to a downright disaster last year because of those injury concerns. Are they looking towards some of the street-free agents that are out there? Because I just pondered over the names, and it's not a very deep bunch, if that's saying it nicely. Yeah, it's really not. And you obviously have quite the valued quarterback there under center. Uh, that you're going to want protecting. Now, the good news is, you know, when you actually think about some of the offensive lines that Aaron Rodgers has had to play with over the last few seasons, uh, he knows what it's like to deal with with not, you know, with not the strongest of, of protection. Uh, but but for moving here, I, I do expect the Jets to make some moves between now and camp to continue to add depth there. Um, I, I, I'm going to also say that the, the Jets are going to probably continue to add more players um, as, as we move closer to camp. And, and some of those players connected with, with Aaron Rodgers, who he likes. Uh, so they're certainly not done uh, with work. But, you know, going back and just racking my own brain, guys, from all the press conferences I've, I've attended where Robert Sala was grilled about Beckton's ability, you know, I'll, I'll just keep going back to the fact that, you know, when they – when, when this organization drafted him back in 2020, they knew the type of player they were getting then, and, and I really believe that they think that they can still get that this year. And, and we'll see, and we know. If he balls out, then, then, then he makes the money. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. Follow her on Twitter, at Diana ESPN. The Packers uh, do the one-year extension with Jordan Love, and it I guess it gives him a little bit more money right now, and it gives them more flexibility beyond this year. You know, Diana, it feels more and more like they, they can get out of this after this season if they want to, and given that Aaron Rodgers is likely to play 65% of the plays for the Jets this coming year, they're going to have a yeah. second first-round pick and go get their answer if they need to. Am I reading this wrong? 
Oh, no, no, no. You, you are reading this exactly the way I read it when the news broke. And, you know, this is a one-year prove-it deal, right? That's essentially what this is. If he can prove he can do the job, he's going to get a contract, and the Green Bay Packers have their guy. If he doesn't play well, then he's not the guy. And then financially, this really doesn't hurt Green Bay at all. It's set up perfectly, and it's a really good compromise. I think it takes the pressure off him as well. But bottom line, you know, this is a trial year for Jordan Love, and they're going to find out what they've got in him. Okay, so speaking of Aaron Rodgers, because he sandbagged our draft that we were going to do last week when Chris and I were hosting on Tuesday when he decided that all of this was going to be bygones and that, you know, everything came through with him going to the Jets. We were going to do a draft at that point about the worst food orderers in order. And that could be anybody from the person who's at the front of the line and can't decide what they want, holding up the rest of the line to you name it. So I wanted to ask you, can you weigh in on our worst food orderer draft? Who is your number one overall? pick my number one overall pick is the person who shows up with a list in their phone and is reading off the orders uh to the person taking that order and and granted if you think about it it's probably the best way to just get the order correct but for some reason the people i'm always standing behind they're always frazzled they're messing it up they're confusing everyone you know because you all everybody listens in and I think those are the worst people. The phone people don't bother me as much. I think initially you say, oh, people on the phone are the worst. Do you want to, you want to know what my issue is with the ordering thing? Is when I'm on the phone, which, look, I know it's rude, but it happens sometimes. I'm on the phone for work. I've done radio on the phone before when I'm putting an order in because we're all multitasking at the same time. But it's when the person taking the order knows you're on the phone and almost out of spite, like a passive-aggressive move, purposely asks you a million questions. And they're asking you questions that don't matter to the order. Have you ever had that happen? I mean, I kind of think it kind of sounds like you're going to be in this draft now. Like, you might be drafted. Oh, did I just step into this? Did I just walk <laughs> myself? Dude, I am the woman everybody hates. I am it. Oh, my gosh. I need to go back to mobile order and just do that because I, I do not want to be hated. I hate not being liked. This is terrible. I'm a bad human being. I do put the grocery carts back no matter how bad the weather is. I right. run that thing right back and tuck it in. All right. To me, that, that wins back some, some real equity right there. She just right fixed there. her karma by admitting that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But listen, it sounded like when you're saying reading off the orders that it's the person who is ordering for five or six people and that's the person that drives me absolutely up the wall with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact constant contacts award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results fast constant contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and sms marketing social media posting and even events management with Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, because it, it's just a, look, I think bottom line, a big order is annoying. I think yeah. anytime you're going with a big order, it, 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 it just slows up everybody. There's nothing better, and I'll use the example of like a Starbucks, when that guy in front of you is just like a tall black coffee. Love that guy. It's just like, boom. But you never get that, right? You always get the, I'll take no. a tall mochiata with a double shot of espresso, low-fat soy, no more almond milk, whatever the heck it is, <laughs> you know, the orders of, of all of my family members that I have to always put in and I want to blow my brains out. But, yeah, those, those people are, are, are the, the gems of the world are just coffee black. As usual, she brings it. She is Diana Rossini. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I, yeah, I get that. The per, but that like I'll buy that person their coffee if they're gonna go. Just give me a black, tall black coffee. Boom, in and out. You know what? Should be a separate me. line for those people. They really should be. They really. They're like when you check in at the hotel. Those people are the guys who are on the super silver high level that they have their own check in line. That's where they should be. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin is in for Canty today. Up next, is there any reason whatsoever to believe in the Boston Celtics? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, and is it over for the Phoenix Suns? Is it over? That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. and Carlin, the podcast. You run your mouth, you don't back it up, you're going to be out of town. That's what the Memphis Grizzlies just told Dylan Brooks. It is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin is in for Canty today. In case you missed it, earlier today, The Athletic reported that the Grizzlies uh, told Dylan Brooks in no uncertain terms he would not be back with the team under any circumstances Next year, Courtney, here is Zach Kleiman 
uh, their GM who just spoke in the last few minutes about the situation. There were definitely some self-created distractions, you know, in the series and, and along the way. We're going to take a different approach as it pertains to that next season. You'll see a different approach from this team. There's nothing wrong with, you know, some level of, of trash talking. We, we we want a group that goes out there and competes and is in that together. And that that's part of the NBA, you know, at some level. But there's a line. There's a line there, certainly. And that line is generally when you can't back up what you're saying with your level of play and you're costing your team more than you are helping your team. I've never heard a front office member take this strong of a stance on a player this publicly this soon after the season ended. Usually you wait to see how things play out into the offseason. Of course, this all came about from an exit interview between Brooks and and the Memphis Grizzlies. But for the Grizzlies to come out and say... He messed around. He found out what happened as a result of that and that the trash talking perpetuated by him. I know that Desmond Bain made some comments, and it wasn't to the degree of poking the bears, as uh, Dylan Brooks said he likes to do. But, you know, when they were feeling themselves after the Game 5 win, he said that himself and John Morant were, uh, you know, top two backcourt in the NBA and not number two. Like, just stop talking and play basketball. That's what this young group needs to do and needs to realize that when you get in your own way at the clip at which they did this season, which dates all the way back to some of the indiscretions off the court with John Morant, it tends to cloud the product. They were a very good basketball team until they weren't. And in the playoffs, Dylan Brooks was not only a liability with what came out of his mouth, he was a liability on the floor, Chris. He shot under 40% in the postseason. And when he was the primary defender on LeBron James and anybody else in the Lakers, they shot 44% as a team. So if you can't back your play up on the court, with what you're doing, with what comes out of your mouth, the things that you're saying, it's going to be a really hard decision, not a hard decision for this team to not want to keep you around in part of the fold going forward. The Lakers wanted him to shoot. They were saying, go ahead and shoot. That's how bad it was. And that, that to me, speaks to everything about what's wrong with Dylan Brooks. It's one thing when it's Draymond, and I don't excuse a lot of Draymond's behavior, but there's no getting around what his value has been to the Golden State Warriors. They don't have four championships without him. They, In spite of him, they might have a fifth if he didn't get in his own way but or in his team's way. But at the same time, like you understand that taking the good that you get with Draymond which far far outweighs the bad. I think Dylan Brooks is a Draymond wannabe. I think he's gutless with the way he handled himself throughout the last 10 to 12 days. And frankly, I wouldn't want him on my team either. And now it's on John Morant. Get your act together. Figure this out. Grow up. Become a leader of this team. You're a superstar. Act like you're a face of the league because... It's not going to work with us. We need to go win, and it's not like they're going to throw Ja out the window like they did here with Dylan Brooks, but they certainly have put it on him at this point. 
and his extension kicks in this this off season. Remember that five year max that he was eligible for now starts. So there's the financial tie to that as well. And Dylan Brooks may have just cost himself millions and millions of dollars because who's going to want to take a risk on him now at the yeah. clip at which he wanted to be paid, which is going to be well beyond the eleven plus million dollars he was making this season. Had he gone on and and continued to prove he's a great three and D wing, we're not having this discussion. He stepped in it. He did this to himself. This is, as uh, their general manager just said, a self-inflicted wound. And now he's going to have to pay the price for it financially because he cost himself an opportunity with the Grizzlies and potentially with somebody else. I I really, I mean, it's happened along the way. But the way with which they did this, the casualness with which they did this today of we're not only not going to bring you back, there aren't any circumstances under which we're not going to bring you back. I mean, that is sending a big-time message. Speaking of a great, great matchup, it is Steph and LeBron. But is it really a true rivalry? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.